Welcome to the Cleaning House Podcast. My name is Marcel Taloma, and with me are Harrison McDonald and Nate Harris. We're political consultants who have been involved in a variety of statewide, congressional, senatorial, and presidential races. Now, as the campaign season begins to kick off for primary challengers throughout the country, we will be discussing and predicting every single Republican congressional and senatorial race. Today, we will be reviewing the Ohio statewide primary. So let's go ahead and get on into it. So I will basically just be running through the congressional districts and we will be putting out our cleaning house general consensus on who we think is going to win. In congressional district one, we have Steve Shabbat. Shabbat, is that right, guys? Steve Shabbat? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool. we'll stick with that. Steve Shabbat, he's uh, an incumbent. He is popular. He's raised roughly a million dollars. Our general consensus is that he's going to win. Yes. This is important in particular because, can you hover really quick, Harrison? On CD1, this is currently a D plus three, which means it is a Democrat-leaning district. However, plus three means that we, quite frankly, will end up winning this in the general election in November. So our consensus for CD1 is Steve Shabbat. For CD2, Congressional District 2, we have Brad Wenstrup. And then, so he is an incumbent. He's popular. And then we have a couple other Republicans who are challenging him, James Condit and David Windish. Not sure kind of where they're at, but it seems overall that Brad, Brad Wenstrup should win this. Moving on to Congressional District 3, we have Lee Staley. He is the only Republican running. It is a D plus 20 district. Best of luck to him. He will definitely win the Republican primary. CD4, uh, Jim Jordan. I love him. Such a good guy. He doesn't. All uh, Democrats, well. but. So, <laughs> Jim awesome. Jordan will probably lose this. Nah, nah, we're good. Jim no. Jordan should win. No problem. The CD4 primary race. CD5, you have Bob Latah. He's an incumbent. Our consensus is that Bob Latah will win the Congressional District 5 of Ohio. Congressional District 6, you have, you have a few people running. You have Bill Johnson, who is the incumbent, and then you just have three other Republicans, John Anderson, Michael Morgenstern, and Gregory Zelenitz. Overall, our consensus is that Bill Johnson should win this race. And then we're here at Congressional District 7. I'd like to get your guys' input on this. I'll really quickly read off the names of those who are running. We have Anthony Alexander, Charlie Gatiss, Max Miller, and Jonah Schultz. Yeah, so the first thing that I want to mention is that when Ohio redistricted, there's two um, there's two Republican Congress people in this district now, uh, but both are retiring, I believe, uh, Bob Gibbs and Anthony Gonzalez. So it, it's an open it's an open seat, and with that, I'll uh, I'll pass it off to me. Yeah, Max Miller's going to win this race, and it's not going to be close. <laughs> Miller's endorsed by Donald Trump. He has a very good social media. Uh, he was a senior advisor to the Trump administration. And in terms of money, let's just say he has a lot of money because he's raised over $1.9 million. So no one else in this race comes anywhere close to the amount of money he has. And let me just be the first to say money does not win elections, but it does buy you the tools to help you win your campaign. Yes. And you're, you're going to see Max Miller is going to have money in spades for both the primary and the general. So I look for him to easily win this primary. Uh, 
Um, one thing of note um, that I've noticed with Max Miller, his social media, he's done a very good job, him or his team. And he's quite frankly, somebody that I see doing well in the future of politics, whether it be on a national stage or even just in the state of Ohio. But it looks like our consensus for CD7 will be Max Miller. CD8 has Warren Davidson. He's an incumbent. And then there's one other guy, Phil Heimlich who is challenging him. Our general consensus for this race is the incumbent Warren Davidson. Over to CD9. This one's interesting. We have a few people running. Can you do CD9? Let's see, it's a plus six. We have Beth Deck, Teresa Gavarone, J.R. Majewski, and Craig Rydell. I mean, solely based on what they've been able to raise, I, I don't know. This is. I, I think J.R. Majewski has and a good chance at winning this yeah, yeah. So just let me go through the financials real quick we have Teresa Gavarone with $230,000 Jeremy Majewski with $250,000 and Craig Rydell with $150,000 or $435,000 the difference between Rydell and Majewski though in terms of numbers is Craig Rydell has a $150,000 loan so if you take that out of the equation, the numbers suddenly become much more comparable between all three of them. Also, just, just for a little um, kind of like a PSA, when we're going through these and we're talking about, let's say, like an incumbent versus someone else, typically an incumbent has an advantage uh, when, when they are facing off against another opponent. Uh, also, if the incumbent has a lot of money, though we may not say it, like, for instance, Warren Davidson, which we just predicted, he has $500,000 and Phil Heimlich doesn't have near as much money as that. So those candidates are likely going to win. The issue with this race is there's no incumbent. CD9 does not have an incumbent. So it's going to come down to money. And then it's also going to come down to who has the best game plan, who has the best social media, who has the best ads. And I'll let Harrison get into a little bit more. Yeah, so when I was, you know, looking into this district uh, and whatnot, it, you know, at, at first glance, it seems like uh, Rydell, Riedel, however you say his last name, um, you know, the $435,000, even though he has the $150,000 loan, it, it seems like he has the advantage because I believe he is the state representative. He might be the state senator. Um, but when you look closer at it, um, well, one, th one thing of note with this district is that this district used to include a lot of Cleveland um, and it used to be a plus what was it a plus 16 Democrat district and now it's a plus six Republican district and that's you know that's important because in primaries the people who come out and vote in primaries the voting block in primaries are usually the hardcore on with either parties um, and Specifically in this case, Majewski, I, I believe Majewski has the advantage because he has endorsements from hardcore conservatives like when Senator uh, Wendy Rogers, um, who else? Paul Gosar, uh, Roger Stone. I don't think he has a Pompeo endorsement, but um, he does have an endorsement. He, ha he, he has a lot of endorsements from conservatives all over the country. Um, and like I said, it's important in this district now because you, you do have, there is an incumbent for this, um, for this district, but the incumbent is a Democrat because of, uh, and because of redistricting, it looks like there is, the, the Democrat is going to lose uh, by far. So my prediction is that Majewski will pull ahead because even though the, the money is very, very close, um, 
I don't know how much each candidate has left on hand, but the fact that Majewski has these um, conservative endorsements and it's now a conservative district, that's going to push him over the line, in my opinion. And you know, I, I believe Nate and Marcel agree with me on that one, um, that Majewski, it's probably going to be tight, it, um, maybe, uh, just because the monies are similar, the money is similar and there's, there's not much to go off other than that. But I believe Majewski also has a very good, not very good, but a, a decent social media game compared to Gavaron and uh, Riedel. But Beth Deck was one that we threw out because there just really wasn't any information on her at all. Right. So overall, and- I think as Harrison was saying, I think we're definitely going to have a general consensus for J.R. Majewski winning this. Right. And I, I definitely like J.R. Majewski's social media because one thing that he's really running on is the energy sector because that's what his career has been in. And the fact that he has that hot topic right now and that it's so major and it's Ohio, I think I think that's going to be huge going into the primary. Yeah. All right, for sure. so for Congressional District 9, our general consensus is J.R. Majewski. We'll move on to 10. This will be fast. We have Mike Turner. He is an incumbent running unopposed. Our general consensus winning this primary is Mike Turner. For CD11, we have Eric Brewer and James Hemphill. It's worth noting that this is a safe Democrat district. Uh, last I checked, about a plus 30. As much as we would love to see a Republican there, odds are a Democrat will win. Our general consensus for this is James Hemphill winning the Republican primary. Moving on to CD12, we have Troy Balderson, who is the incumbent, and then Brandon Lape. Our general consensus for this race is that Troy Balderson will win. Now, moving on to CD13, this one's interesting. There's It's quite a crowded field. I'll name our candidates really quickly. We have Greg Wheeler, Ryan Saylor, Dante Sabatucci, Janet Porter, Santana King, Shay Hawkins, and last but not least, Madison Gessioto. Right. And this is this is sort of like a Max Miller moment. Madison Gessioto is going to win this race. She has about six times the amount of money, is that correct, compared to any other candidate. She is Trump endorsed. I think that alone for her is going to carry it across, but she's also very well known. She yes, she has tons of followers. Um, it, it's worth noting that Gessioto has raised six hundred and fifteen thousand dollars, and she still has four hundred and fifteen on hand. So she's she's even confident that she's going to pull away in this primary, and she's saving that money for the general because uh, this is this is going to be a. I don't know if it'll be a close general, but I know the the, the PVI leaning is R plus two for this district, so. I think it, it's important we get a, a strong candidate in there, and I would I would agree that Gessioto definitely has uh, the advantage, especially that Trump endorsement. Not to mention, just when you have a race this crowded, uh, I mean, sometimes that's good, sometimes that's bad. I think in this case, that vote filtering is going to ultimately benefit Madison in the end. So it looks like our general consensus for CD13 is Madison Gessioto. Now moving on to CD14, we have David Joyce, an incumbent running, and then you have a couple people challenging him, Patrick Autry and Bevan Cormack. I think ultimately we kind of looked into this a little bit. David Joyce should come away 
without any issue winning this Republican primary. And then our last congressional district is CD15. We have Mike Carey. He is an incumbent. And we believe that Mike Carey will win the Republican primary. So that's it for our congressional districts. We do want to touch on the Ohio Senate race. This race has been very heated and there's a lot going on with it. There's five, I believe five candidates. I apologize if I'm missing anybody, but we have J.D. Vance, Josh Mandel, Matt Dolan, Mike Gibbons, and Jane Timken. The one thing I wanted to just mention is how we have um, really, this kind of come down to two people and you know, my opinion, J.D. Vance and Josh Mandel, that's where the polls are showing, that's where the money is. And you have Donald Trump behind J.D. Vance, and then you also have Ted Cruz behind Josh Mandel. So something that I see this as is almost a referendum on the 2016 election or the 2015 primaries where you had Donald Trump and Ted Cruz against each other. It's just interesting to see how those two are totally backing different candidates and how that might um, shape up. But in, in all cases, this is going to be a very close race. Yeah, absolutely. I think when you look at the polls, J.D. Vance currently leads by 3.5 points, according to Real Clear Politics, their average that they take of the polls across the ones that have been taken right now. Um, and then when you look at Josh Mandel, he's, he's the next one. He's behind Vance, 3.5 points right now. Now, when Trump came out and endorsed Vance, that's when things kind of changed because Vance, uh, Vance was lagging behind Mandel. Um, it's, you know, Cruz is supporting Mandel. Mandel has a, a was it Mark Levine, I think, is is endorsing Mandel as well. I believe so. Yes. So this is a this is kind of like this is kind of like a, an interesting uh, experiment on it, what is the conservative movement really rallying behind right now? Uh, are we still rallying behind Trump? Or are we still rally? Are we moving towards like Cruz and Levine? Uh, and and not that not that they're really different. From Trump's politics, but it's it's two different two different sides with very similar uh, viewpoints, but two different leaders. So it, it is it is a revisiting of, of Trump versus Cruz. So it, it's going to be very interesting. I think Vance Vance being in the lead kind of kind of proves our our point. And yeah, I think this kind of goes to to show that Trump is still very much relevant even even now. Uh, with him still, he still hasn't come back to Twitter, but he, he's on true social. He's still very, very influential. Um, and him endorsing JD Vance and JD Vance jumping in the polls shows that, that he's still very much influential in the Republican party. Yeah. I think another point, I know we're not on the, uh, the state and we'll get to the state eventually, but um, it, it very similar to what just happened in Pennsylvania. I'm not going to name names uh, because that's another episode, but it, it does solidify that Trump is still the head of the Republican Party. And this is a great example of that. All right. So it looks like the cleaning house general consensus for the Ohio senatorial primary race is J.D. Vance. I think we're all in agreement that this will be a relatively close race. Honestly, it seemed like Josh Mandel was up for a good while before Trump's endorsement. Why did it happen? Who knows? This, I think it can get very crazy. We'll find out just in a couple quick days or by the time this is released very soon. But it looks like our consensus is for J.D. Vance. And that is 
everything for today for Iowa. So for those of you who live in the state of Ohio, Ohio. I apologize, four letters, whatever. For those of you who live in the state of Ohio, don't forget to vote Tuesday, May 3rd, and stay tuned for our next episode on our next primary state. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> oh,